You're listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Nick, would love for you to talk about your background, talk about your experience in automotive, and of course, what you are doing today at Enchanted Rock. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the, the time. So uh, I will take you to the journey of my life. I grew up with my father working on vehicles in our garage and told myself I'd never be in the automotive business. And Little behold, I, I ended up getting swooped up by a company called TBC Brands, which is owned by Michelin, uh, which is you know kind of what everyone knows. And I helped them build out their commercial business for North America as well as Canada. So everything from the commercial fleet businesses, how they do adoptions, the automotive repair sites. There's a little over 3,400 retail brick and mortar locations that I oversaw uh, between franchise and, and corporate owned. And so just really understanding the heartburns and you know what fleet managers kind of go through and fell in love with the partnerships and the, and the people in that business. So for our conversation today, just to keep a little bit of a more narrow focus, yeah. we're going to be focusing on fleet owners and fleet managers, people who are making the move to electrifying their fleet. And so really where, Nick, where you come into the conversation is really what happens when the power is out and how is your EV fleet going to stay on the road, right? Hopefully it's not happening to you too much, but those scenarios do happen. So Nick, I'll kind of let you take it from there. What are some of the points that you and your team evaluate when you're looking at helping a fleet owner go electric? The first one is finding the vehicles. So looking through EV vehicles, whether they're through the the smaller uh, startup companies that are out there that have really good innovations going out to, to the larger OEMs that are out there, what their availability is, what their true metrics are. So payload and can it really hold my weight? You know, if I'm going out heavy and coming out light or vice versa, we become that liaison to kind of walk them through what we're seeing in the market, what our customers are saying, and, and kind of help people guide through that. Uh, the second one, obviously, is chargers. You need to charge it. So that comes in a couple different layers. Okay, well, how big is your battery packs? You know, how long do you need to charge them? What type of data do you need to get out of that? There's a lot of companies out there that are focused specifically on the telematics. They're focused on you know, the secret sauce, if you want to call it, of what makes them different. But the reality is, is the fleet managers need to understand how did they get their vehicles on the road to do their day-to-day jobs, generate the revenue for the business they need to, and make sure the drivers are doing what they need to. And so we really help out through that and have partnerships in place for EV chargers and kind of identify that. The last one is the is the the myth, if you'd like to call it, which is infrastructure. You know, what's available today, you know, just because you have it in your depot or you own the property, or maybe you have a long-term lease or you don't have a long-term lease, it's understanding how is your path to adoption and what does that look like? And not everyone is created equal, not every fleet's created equal, not every hub is created equal. So working with strategic partners for us is really key to understand if there's EV hubs available for commercial fleets so that they can offset it. 
if there's rest stops that are you know putting in EV infrastructure to guide those people into the adoption. And then the last one for us really kind of goes into all three of those metrics is, well, how do you keep your chargers on? How do you keep your fleet on the road? You know, when there's a brownout, I, I still remember last year when I was given a speech and you know, Governor Newsom in California said they would charge their EVs. There was two major corporations that they didn't charge their EVs and they ended up getting rental vehicles to offset that because they didn't know whether or not those vehicles are going to come out. That happens and it's going to happen. We tend to look at these natural disasters as the cause for resiliency. Oh, that's how my power's going to go out. But can't stop the Joe Schmo that runs into a power line and knocks out the electricity or a brownout or a random couple months ago was a tornado in Texas, which, <laughs> you know, you know, we're used to hurricanes, but not so much, uh, you know, other things out here. So those what ifs are becoming more and more common. And those really do affect commercial fleets. And if you're trying to adopt, that's where resiliency is just a must. It's not even an option, really. Nick has thought of all of the different concerns you may have had as a fleet owner trying to go electric. So yeah, Nick, I feel there is just this conversation is starting to definitely gain momentum. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think we're still at the beginning of writing this electrification chapter. Don't you think? Yeah, 100%. I think we're we're at a tipping point where the technology is caught up, where we have to put some muscle and some time in to, to get where it needs to go. And it's an exciting time. You know, you pull back the curtain, it's definitely messy back there. Yeah. Um, we're, we're in the next step, which is really kind of implementing and rolling out, which is exciting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I would love, love, love to continue the conversation with you, Nick, and your work at Enchanted Rock. We need to know what you're working on, right? Because I think as an EV ecosystem, we all need to break down the silos and, and understand what everyone's working on. So would love for you to connect with the listeners. Nick, what's the best way for people to reach out to you and learn more about what you're working on? Absolutely. You can obviously go on our website to EnchantedRock.com and you can check us out there. My my name is on the bathroom wall. No, uh, it's, <laughs> you're, you, can, you can reach out to me directly through the website there. If there's any questions, any concerns, obviously through social media, you have us on LinkedIn and everywhere else there. So I do appreciate everybody listening to this one. It, it's a passion of mine to make sure that we really educate everybody out there and help anybody we can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nick is the person to go to. Highly recommend. Nick, thank you so much for your time. Again, it's been a pleasure. I learned a lot about fleet electrification from you. And hopefully you don't get any more gray hairs. I don't want to get any gray hairs talking about it. So, <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. That's EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, Keep charging forward.